is Lisa Pierce, executive editor of Packaging Digest, with another episode of Packaging Possibilities, a podcast that reveals what's new and what's next for packaging executives and engineers, designers, and developers. Day three of Pack Expo 2022 has come to an end, at least for us. There's still about another half hour of the show floor, but we're doing this podcast instead of walking the show floor because we've seen so many cool things already that we want to share with you. And I am joined with our senior technical editor, Rick Lingle, and our three contributors, regular contributors to Packaging Digest that we are absolutely thrilled to be working with. John Henry, owner of changeover.com. Claire Sand, owner of PTR Consultancy Group. And Megan Zimba, Mavens of Manufacturing and our newest edition as a contributor. So we're thrilled with that. We're going to start with Claire today and then move around the circle and go from there. So Claire, take it away. Well, first, I'd like to give a shout out to Flexi the Robot at Flexbooth. The booth is 22063. His command of seven languages really warmed the hearts of many today. If you haven't seen him, check him out. Nice guy. Uh, What I wanted to talk about, though, is Smart Carton, which is at booth uh, W24036. It's been on the market for about five years, but this is the first time I've seen it, and it's really taking off in the marketplace. It's an unboxing experience that's amazing uh, with no void space. So perfect for e-commerce, recyclable structure. Uh, It's got paper in there. The interesting thing is they can do 70-pound, 50-pound, and 40-pound paper laminated to the inside of the corrugated box using a starch-based adhesive, and this was the big innovation. Laminating a narrow strip of paper required specialized equipment, so they had to basically build their own equipment. The box is open. The base uh, is uh, erected. The product is placed on top. The box sealed. the The box is then flipped upside down. Adhesive paper is folded down and then uh, the base is sealed. When the consumer unboxes it then, of course the right side up, no void space is seen. This limits the movement for fragile products and can use, uh, we can use multiple layers for layering products like heavy things, uh, even automotive parts. Uh, Limits abrasion from product to product uh, during uh, contact with e-commerce. The next one I just want to mention quickly is Charter Next in uh, booth uh, W24001 for their work with Mbold, really cool initiative, and store drop-off recyclable polyethylene with, with metallized film in it. So those of you who think you can't do store drop-off recycling because you need a barrier, they've got a solution. Wow, that's three pretty amazing things. Uh, Thank you for sharing all of that. So next up, we have John Henry, and he's going to tell us about... Well, I've been uh, walking the show investigating artificial intelligence. I found an interesting robotics company, uh, CME Robotics, uh, CMES Robotics, and BHS Robotics. CMES makes the software, BHS does the robot application. They are taking pallets of mixed cases, bags, cartons, whatever, and using a camera and artificial intelligence to analyze the layout on the pallet and determine which cases to pick and then sorting them into lanes. 
They're also taking cases from the different lanes of different sizes and creating mixed pallets to go out. So it's an ideal application for a distribution center, distribution warehouse. It's it's doing something that hasn't I haven't seen so far, and apparently nobody else is doing, because uh, there's a lot of systems that will handle 3D picking and 3D stacking, uh, but they won't do it at random using vision. They have to be programmed. So I thought that was my pick there in the North Hall, 5469. Please check them out. Tell them Packaging Digest sent you. Excellent. Thank you, John. And, you know, a lot of the attention here at Pack Expo is for um, manufacturing plants, but there actually is quite a bit of packaging that goes on at distribution centers. So it's always good to keep an eye on what's going on there, too. Okay, next up, Megan, uh, this is your first day here at the show. You spent the whole day here. And tell us, what was the coolest thing you've seen? The coolest thing that I saw was actually the pack challenge that involves some of the students that came here. And I had an interesting conversation with one of the coaches who is a teacher. He actually quit his six-figure job to go to teaching because he knows that we are in trouble with the workforce. So he wanted to invest back into his community and help pass on his knowledge that he picked up being an electrician and working in the window industry and he actually started the Votech program at his high school and I just think that listening to those stories and talking to those individuals is really important because without the future workforce we're going to have a really hard time maintaining the workforce that we have right now and some of these solutions won't be possible if we don't bring in the ideas of the next generation so it was really exciting to see all the students engaging and talking to the different exhibitors that are here. And it was also really exciting to see them get excited about the spot robot that uh, was walking the show floor and was at Gray Solutions. And it also came to a presentation that I did with Jake Call, um, just to see them light up when that thing came into the room and ask questions about it and how they can get involved being either an intern or apprenticeship um, for robotics was really amazing because they're actually wanting to know more information about this sector. So that opened up my eyes to, okay, so how can we have more of these conversations with students before they start deciding what career they want to go into? Yes, excellent. And um, earlier this morning, I was at the Women's Leadership Breakfast. And at the end of the breakfast, which was fantastic, um, Dawn Hudson, um, but at the end of it, Pima Mai had put together a whoever wanted to do a tour, show tour, and bring some students along with them as kind of like a teaching opportunity uh, to go ahead and do that. And they had set that up. And I'm sorry I didn't know that they were doing it because that's the right up my alley. I would love to do that kind of stuff. So next time I'll be ready. Okay, ready or not, Rick, <laughs> Rick it's your turn. Okay, here we go. Rick Lingle, amazing senior technical editor for Packaging Digest, and I'm building him up way too much. The pressure is on. Yes, you do. I want to just uh, point out that I had a, a new way to find um, uh, technology. Usually it's from walking the show floor here at PAC Expo, which there's a lot of floor and a lot of show. But I was introduced to a new contact the other night by food packaging expert and contributor Claire Sand. 
and that led me to visiting the booth of the very oddly named Spookfish Innovations. Well, it turns out the name Spookfish is pretty appropriate. A Spookfish is a real fish that has an eye on top of its head and another eye below its head, and so it sees things that most fish don't. Well, it turns out they have a technology that we talk about that's not involving fish at all, but it's seeing things that humans and standard inspection systems don't see. The system is called Snipe. It cleverly combines World War II thermal technology, tried and true, been around for decades, with an infrared vision system, and then it also uses artificial intelligence as the brains of the whole system to pull it all together. It's applicable for induction-sealed caps, heat-sealed stick packs, and any heat-sealed packaging such as flexible packaging. Some of the key benefits to this are high line speeds, extremely high accuracy, there's no waste through destructive testing. It's proven there are 70 units in Europe, and it can work for some of the examples of things it detects are powder on the rim for an insufficient seal or insufficient torque, which is a fairly common problem, a missing liner or torn liners. And it's appropriate for pharmaceutical, food, and industrial markets. You'll find Spookfish over in the West Hall in booth 17033. Excellent contribution, Rick. Thank you so much. So I'm going to end things off here. I came to the show looking for some very specific things, and one of them is small footprints on the machinery, and there's a lot of it here. But I did see one at the Coesia booth, which is in the South Building S2501, and this uh, specific one was the MGS. That's Mary George Sam. It was their case packer, which is being touted as having one of the smallest footprints for the speed and the capability that um, for that, that kind of performance. In addition to having that small footprint already, they even had a little area built into it for future growth which is always good because you never know what the future is going to hold and you hope that that future does hold growth. It's a top load case packer, does about 15 to 20 cases per minute. And the footprint, because um, the footprint size is the biggest deal there that I wanted to talk about, the footprint of this system is 2.3 meters in width four meters in length and I uh, meant to do the conversion on this before doing this podcast and oops forgot to do that so um, anybody can do the conversion online 2.3 meters in width four meters in length I do however have the American measurements 85 inches tall and a couple of the reasons why I wanted all of those measurements is because I was struck at the height one of the reasons why they have these small footprints is they are reaching out to the small and medium-sized manufacturers. Some of them are bringing in equipment into their facilities through double doors rather than some of those larger manufacturing facilities that have um, the large loading bays. And so that size is one of it. But we all know that 
automation is big these days, partly because of the worker shortage and um, partly to improve productivity and all of that. But the reason why small footprint is so much more important these days is because these plants already exist. And if you need more automation, but you don't have the footprint for it in your plant, you do need to find room to bring in this additional automation. So small footprint, that's a a good reason why small footprint is such a big deal. I I said that this was a, uh, a case packer. It's actually a wrecked load seal. And here at the show, they were doing tape sealing, but it's also available with glue. And the loading operation was with a gantry style robot, which gives a lot of flexibility from a uh, product uh, programming point of view. So that wraps up day three at Pack Expo 2022. And thanks again to our contributors here Rick Lingle, Megan Zimba, Claire Sand, John Henry, and of course me, Lisa Pierce. Thanks so much for listening.